I get the same feeling every time I, I fucking see that. And then I think of fucking Jack Black and his panda and Kung Fu Panda. And I'm like, oh, Dude, shit. Look, uh, did they take some kind of inspiration from that? All right. I, I feel I feel like it is because uh, like Chris Farley, like all his movies were kind of like that. Like it was like this goofy guy in this in this normal story, you know, like um, like I, I think I think Tommy Boy is the best one out of all of them. I want yeah. to say, like, right in terms yeah. of story. No, because that one legit Tommy Boy is the most grounded, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. the most uh, relatable too, because it's just you know a son trying to save his dad's business, you know, and then yeah. you know this other woman and Rob Lowe is uh fucking just trying to steal <laughs> the dad's money and the dad's business and all that stuff. So it's it's very like just a very simple story, you know, but like fully yeah. legit like uses his fucking acting chops because black sheep is good don't get me wrong i love black sheep but black sheep is just pure comedy you know so it's fucking ridiculous yeah. all throughout you know but with uh tommy boy you get the sense of like it's his mature movie you know how like all these comedians from snl like have their mature movie mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and, and tommy mm-hmm. boy is what you can call chris farley's mature movie you know how yeah, fucking like adam sandler drama right? yeah you know how like adam his- uh, how Sandler had Punch Drunk Love, and you're like, oh my god, Punch Drunk Love, what the fuck is that? You know, he's not funny. It's not right. comedy. What's going on there? And with um, and with Chris Rock, and uh, fuck, he did Top Five, and but like, you know, when those SNL guys do a serious movie, you know, mm-hmm. it usually pans out to be well. But you know, it's serious in quotes because it's Chris Farley. Um, but he he did show some emotional range in that movie, especially at the end when he's in that boat. You know, just just thinking about his dad and yeah. looking up, and I'm like, damn, dude. Right there, man. You got it, Chris. You got it. You're fucking. You're America's yeah, sweetheart. Like, yeah, like I, I totally agree. Like, uh, that that shit hits harder for me now. Like these days. Uh, yeah, but like it, it's also like it also hits in a different way. Where I'm like, wow, I can appreciate this movie on like a whole other level because, like you're saying that that emotion was there, that story yeah. was there. Yeah. You know, on top of like, not only you're right. Like, not only did you get the comedy with that one. But you also you also just get the story with it. Yeah, and like it, exactly. It's, same thing with horror, right? Where it's like you you know you can have your horror and it could be great horror, but it's like what's the point of all this if you don't have a story behind it? Yeah, and we've um iterated that in the past before, um, like many times, where it's like I understand there are many kinds of horror movies out there and horror fans and a lot of horror fans just like that b-movie kind of slop you know mm-hmm. that's just thrown about but like you know that's cool you know because those movies are made for you you know what i mean but like i right. prefer to actually grab onto something cohesive something that we can definitely you know follow from start to end and not just a bunch of senseless kills you know what i mean this is not faces of death you know I, like i want to see a real movie here yeah, I but, mean, um, and yeah. Faces of Death, like, it, they, 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 those don't even hold up anymore. 
I no. guess like not not because like of the internet you can do anything now, but like even in terms of like offering a package of like really nasty stuff and it's just, not. Like, it's just like it's like it, it for sure faces of death. What was like it. it it looks like YouTube back in the day, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like e- e- that version yes. of YouTube where it's just random shit, you know? Um, it's like random slaughterhouse fucking flicks, random autopsy videos, random like tribal You're shit right. that people went into the, the the fucking, you know, the the, uh, the Amazon um, a rainforest and shit and filmed some tribes or whatever. But like, honestly, like you kind of question the validity, the validity of that um of that video after a while because you're looking at it you're like huh that's funny all right like i can guarantee you there are some things on faces of death that were doctored you know what i mean just to kind of give you that shock 100 percent you know yeah i i would agree with that because you know it those things only can exist because of like tape trading yeah you know and if you didn't have trading tapes like and these little collections of things like and Faces of Death was really one of those, too. Like, in the VHS days, you re- I'm sure you remember, Arturo, where it's like, oh, shit. You know, where it's kind of, you only saw a video because someone else told you to watch it. Yes, you know, exactly. In those yes. days. Yeah. And, and Faces of Death was one of those. Where it's like, oh, you got to see this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Especially, then, like, if you hung out started, on com, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, those those were the shit back, like, back when that stuff was starting to come out. Because. Before, you know, it's hard to say now, like with the Internet, especially where it's like, um, you know, where you didn't get all this stuff at your fingertips. So it's like, you know, all this weird shit started popping out. You're like, oh, man. like Yeah, dude, like like, legit. It's like, oh, let me just sit down here and browse Rotten.com and see what (laughs) what amputations look like for some reason. Because I have nothing else to do before Monday Night Raw when I was in high school, you know. (laughs) That, That was pretty much it. It's like, oh. Let me check out Rotten.com while I have Napster in the background downloading some fucking music, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Cause all, all while waiting for, for the Raw that started at 9 o'clock at night, you know? Dude, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of just like, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, but at your fingertips. Why not look at it, you know? So so I guess, like, I guess that's why all that shit's not effective anymore. Because it's yeah. like, well, you can watch anything now. But then on top of that, you can watch real stuff. Because like you're saying, like, yeah, it could be doctored, but now there's stuff that's like even like even wilder than that. Yeah, like, there's like, some fake there's dude, some just, fake stuff that's even wilder than just that. Just like days. just the other day, like uh someone in a group chat sent a video and the story behind it, it was about this uh this married couple in Pennsylvania and this neighbor mm-hmm. across the street who got into an argument about where to put the snow. Mm-hmm. So this couple was just going at this dude, calling him fucking shitload of names, right? All kinds of shit. Um, so this guy goes into his fucking house, comes out with a fucking gun, pops off on these uh, on this fucking uh, a couple, completely empties the fucking clip, dude, right? And then, like, mm. he goes back in his house, right? And he comes out with a fucking rifle, continues on this woman on the floor and goes like oh and like it's like it's, it's what you get you should have shut your fucking mouth and i'm like oh my god and wow. it's like yo, like this video footage is accessible because of the news and like certain news outlets as well on the internet are just kind of you know pretty much all out there you know um yeah. and that shit was wild and you and you find that on a regular basis now on the internet and 
It's uh, it's crazy how this conversation went from Chris Farley's awesome movies to fucking faces of death <laughs> and, and internet content. But, but that's but, what but you that's, get, folks. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's what you get, especially on episode fifty-five of the official Feed podcast, The Morgue. And welcome, all fiends. Welcome back. I'm glad you guys are back with us. And always with us here is my main man, Mr. Nick Valdez. What's up, Tex? Howdy, everybody. How you doing, Arturo? Dude, I'm what, good, what's man. What's happening? I'm good, man. Like, fucking good. Like, I, I survived two fucking snowstorms over here and you yeah. know, in the Northeast. I bought myself a snowblower, so I'm definitely <laughs> in that dad homeowner mode, you know? Word, fucking, yeah. I had to come home today and I had to snowblow. I'm like, you know what? Let me fucking go out with my snowblower and fucking... You know, clean my sidewalk and my driveway and shit. And that was fun. I was like, oh, look at me. I'm such a homeowner now. All I needed was a, yeah. like a pair of new balances on and I'm, I was good. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, when you're when you're the the leader of a property, you know, it's it, it shit changes. Because it's time. like it it suddenly becomes like the ultimate collectible. You know, like, yeah, like, of course, you know, it's where you put all your money into. But it's also like, I also want to put it on display. I want it to look nice. Yeah, yeah, you want to show it off. Like, I just like I was just telling you, like, I just got a new roof last week, you know. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, it's like I told my wife, it's like, you know what? Like, I love the house and the frame and all that stuff in the neighborhood. But it's definitely going to be like um, uh, a video game where you slowly upgrade up until you're at that max level and you can beat the final boss, which is fucking life, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's uh, yeah. It, yeah. it's great, man. And I got my snowblower now, so it, come on, fucking snow. I'm ready for you, man. Um, so yeah, that was great. Awesome. So I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Fucking the weather's just cold now. It stopped snowing finally. How are you doing, Texas? How's the weather in Texas, man? It, it's been the same. Like, it's, it's not snowing. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, yeah, but like, it'll be hot. Like, it was hot last week and it's been randomly cold. Uh, these last like couple of days, Ooh, but it, how it's, cold? It's like, definitely what is cold mm, exactly. It, it gets to around like well over here it does get to like thirty something. Really? But, like most? Yeah, but most of the time it's like fifty, like fifty something, sixty. All right, it's like hoodie uh, weather, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like fifteens and tens and negatives and all no, that th- stuff. No, this is where I am in the and uh, the greatest sector of this country, the Northeast. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I love I love my seasons. What can I say, man? But yeah, man, we have a good show for you guys tonight. Episode fifty-five. We're covering uh, the special holiday of the month, Valentine's Day. So we're going to talk about the original My Bloody Valentine from nineteen eighty-one. So stay tuned for that mm-hmm. later on. But first, we got some news coming at you. We got some. Uh, we unfortunately weren't able to talk about the release of the Kong versus uh, Godzilla trailer that, that came out actually. I think a day after. We uh, did the previous, you know, the previous show, um, and we couldn't yes, get to you guys. Yes. But uh, we saw the trailer for that, and me personally, just because I fucking sh- sh- took a big old fucking shit on top of Godzilla um, a couple years back uh, with, with, with King of Monsters, I honestly have to say I'm I'm pretty excited about this one, man. It looks like fun. Um, it looks right. properly lit. Which was one of my big complaints in King of Monsters, how it was such poor right. lighting, you couldn't really decipher, you know, what what the fuck was going on and what and, and who was winning what, who was fighting what, who was biting who. Um, but this one actually looks pretty 
kind of clear and everything just from the two minute trailer I've seen it looks like it's going to be a good old show but then again it's Adam Wingard and I've been disappointed before Tex Um, Blair Witch (laughs) comes to mind all right and also we also had this movie pushed back as well what else do we know about this shit man no so yeah so Godzilla vs. Kong it's finally releasing on March 31st Uh, this was another release date change like they, so it has like seven overall Arturo, I believe. Like it's like from when it was first announced, it's been shifted around like seven different times. And before it was like it, it was even delayed like before the pandemic, and then of course the pandemic hit. So you know, you had that delay. Listen, that reminds then, me of a, of a certain movie that we spoke about in one of our recent episodes, titled New Mutants. That was absolute right. fucking hot garbage, and it was bounced right. around from month to month, from year to year. Where, like, all these actors now have, like, done way better work. And now we got to see the shitty thing they produce. So I'm just kind of hoping that this movie doesn't lose its zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like I'm hoping that it doesn't right. uh, age in terms of when it was done and when it was released. And this is also another thing um, with all the horror movies that got pushed back because of COVID last year, right? Um, like, mm-hmm. will... They age properly. Were they meant to be seen during that time of the year? Right. Will will they even be released? We don't know. We don't know. All we know is about all the HBO Max movies, right, that are coming out, um, including Kong yes. versus Godzilla and uh, some other huge ones, actually. Um, so I thank God for HBO Max. Not not only do they have uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, well, speaking of, before we talk about HBO Max, I want to go back to Godzilla versus Kong. Because Wingard, uh, you know, we we've talked about him in the past where it's kind of like we we just talked about this where it's, you know, he's lost kind of that luster and this might be Big a time. breaking point, you know, but but so he's teaming back up with Simon Barrett, who was the writer behind like your next and the guest and the guest. So, yep. you know, yeah, the, the two really good ones that Wingard was a part of. So uh, they he also worked on Blair Witch with him. So that's the other one where it's kind of like, maybe. I'm curious to see what happened there. Because yeah. they had such a good fucking trajectory going. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. which when it was, was just called The Woods, I believe. Before. Yes. Yeah. It, like, and we've said it before. Sorry, we saw like a broken record. But if it was just titled The Woods and it hadn't shit all to do with Blair Witch it would have been fine but obviously the movie was full of Blair Witch shit right um yeah. so they all along were making a Blair Witch movie and I, and I think that lack of original idea kind of hampered them it seems like so well uh, speaking of that yeah exactly so they they are actually teaming back up for a face-off movie but so it, it was it, the original report was that it was going to be like a remake, but uh, Wingard released a comment himself saying that it's not a remake. It's, in fact, a sequel to the, you know, that John Woo movie with Travolta and Cage. We're I getting mean, a listen, face-off, too, from Wingard Castro and Troy's dead, right? So it's too bad you can't yeah. have Nick Cage because he's Castro Troy. <laughs> yeah. So you can't, I mean, that's the other thing too. Do you just bring it back? Like, do you just do it? Shit, man. I mean, why not? <laughs> right? Because, you know, it's a movie about them trading faces. So like, you know, just have a last minute fake out. Be like, oh, I traded my face one more time. Yeah, because Castro Troy's dead. body was on ice, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm trying to figure out what happened at the end of uh, like, how did Castro Troy die? Yeah, because... But, because but it was you're absolutely right. Boat chase, right? It was a boat chase, and then yeah. I think 
I think, yeah, I think that's how it ended with that boat chase. And then, like, he shot him, right? Or some shit like that. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you just bring him back? Because you can't do face-off without Cajun Travolta in some way. I mean, come Especially on. if it's a sequel. You know, he, especially, like... He can eat a peach for hours, Tex. <laughs> but, yeah, like... But, you, like you said, because the original idea, the fact that they were basing it off of something else, hampered them... So, you know, maybe this could happen with Face Off and we'll see with Godzilla vs. Kong. Again, that's right? all right. We'll so see, like, that yeah. being said, though, Tex, like, this is going to be with Face Off, it's going to be their third intellectual property that they have to deal with. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so, yeah. that to me is a little concerning. The fact that it's three back to back is a little weird. Um, I would have thought he would have wanted to stretch his, uh, you know, creative bones a little bit and do something original. I'm not sure if he has anything original. Yeah, because, um, like, yeah. dude, like, even then, there's, like, that Death Note movie he did. Like, yeah, that's another intellectual like, property, right? Yeah, and like, dude, like, maybe you're right. He was tied to, um, and I saw the Devil remake at one point as well. Oh, right? yeah, um, that's so, right. Uh, another remake. So it's, like... It's like that conversation we had about um, David Gordon Green, right? Can you make yes. an original movie? I've seen you do treatments of remakes over here of, of classic franchises. You know what I mean? But can you do right. the original? Like with with uh, Wingard, it's the opposite kind of. It's like, okay, you've shown me your original, right? And they're excellent. Yes. But then you do yes. this fucking, you know, this these big name franchises and you don't really do too well. So do you still have anything in your tank? You know what I mean? I honestly yeah. would rather see a bad movie from him that's original than a bad movie from him that's, you know, with a big name behind it, honestly. Because I'm like, okay, at least he tried, you know? At least he he had some kind of idea and he got it to the screen, you know? Like, I don't want yeah. him to fail behind a Godzilla or a King Kong or a fucking Death Note or a fucking uh, Blair Witch. It's like, come on, dude, you had such a good trajectory going. Even his short flick in um in um which in one was VHS, it? yeah, in VHS, yes, and VHS uh, was fucking impressive. It was short, but it was interesting too. Um, so uh, I had a lot of high hopes for that dude, man. I, I know we both did, especially after the guest. We were like, yo, what is next with this guy? What is he gonna yeah. do next? And it was trash. Yes. What he did next. Um, so again, I'm curious if it's the intellectual property that's hampering their creative juices, or is it the fact that you know that's it? it, it was it yeah. was it Barrett the one that should be getting the credit for the stories? Because I know I guess, Barrett. I guess is, we'll see, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I know Barrett was the one who, uh, like, he was he had the writing credit as well, but Wingard has the directing credit. So I want to know exactly what was the the workload balance there you know what i mean what did did yeah. barrett do more of the writing and 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 wingard did more of the visual work and directing work you know what i mean um so right. i'm curious uh, only time will tell um but let's yeah. see what happens i'm kind of crossing my fingers i hope these guys kind of get their shit together and give us a, another good movie whether it's intellectual property or not um just give us a good fucking movie guys because you guys are legit on your last kind of like you know favors over here and your last kind of hope because you you haven't given us, us anything in a long time that's good so let's see what yeah, happens you're right I, that's ultimately what's so disappointing like and that's that's a knock against kong too you know that's the other thing we can't go in like we we both watched that trailer and like i 
same thing, everything you said going back to it, where it's like, it's, it looks very exciting, but at the same time, like we know who's behind it. Yeah. You know, like the past of the legendary monster. And we shit. know about those fucking, uh, 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 what they call those, uh, sizzle reels you know like pretty much uh, yeah. like it's a t- where trailers just give you all the good shit in two minutes and then you see the movie and those two minutes are spread across two hours you know what i mean and you're like where the fuck is, is all the action you know so um I, I, i'm hoping he goes big in terms of just kind of like hey fuck it let me just do a comic book-esque kind of presentation with this because it's a fucking giant lizard and a giant fucking gorilla so mm-hmm. you can't really kind of ground that it doesn't make any sense to ground something like that so just go fucking all out man but at the same time at least it's coming to max fuck like, yeah for free i don't waste you, any money on trash <laughs> movies no like and that's the other thing too in march uh we got like two huge releases on hbo max like oh yeah and then in february too uh we got the tom and jerry movie so we should definitely talk about that one. Oh, that uh, looks you know, cool my kids are gonna like that my son loves that shit yeah it looks dope like why not right yeah, like uh the Tom and Jerry look good. And, um, but no, so Zack Snyder's justice league, his cut. So it's coming out. Um, oh, I forget. I, I just the had the date. The March 13th? 13th. Yep. Okay. So March 13th, this movie is four hours. Again, and it's, it is it, a movie. It's not going to be released in, in, uh, in parts. Cause originally it was going to be released in four parts and mm-hmm. they were like, fuck it all. Let's just do a one shot. Boom. Here's your four hours of movie. Enjoy. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down. Like, honestly, because, uh, you know, I'm just going to watch it like during a work day or something. Yeah. Because it's like, like right now I'm checking to see what day that 13th lands. on. I'm assuming it's a Friday. No. Oh, it better be a Friday. No, it's a Saturday. Oh, okay. that's even better. There you you go. know what? That's it. At least I know what I'm doing that Saturday because it's four fucking yeah. hours. It's half a work day. So. But, you know, at the same time, like, it's kind of like, uh, fuck it. I'm going to, uh, what else am I doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, we've been talking for like well over, you know, almost a year now, ever since this pandemic started that we need content. And, and, and here comes Zack Snyder. Here you go. Four hours of Justice League. Okay. Thank you, sir. That's, <laughs> you know. Dude, that's like we've t- I think we talked about this, right? Like where it's like that's 90 minutes. That's a whole other movie he's stuck in there. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Yeah, that's and, a whole other movie. And it looks different. Like just from the little trailer we saw and some of the behind the scenes pictures and and stills and stuff like that from Entertainment Weekly like like I it mean, looks like a it's di- got completely whole different ass movie. characters. Yeah. Yeah, like Absolutely. whole ass characters in it. Like it looks like you're saying like it's got um, it's got Martian Manhunter was confirmed. Uh, it has fucking Dark Side. Jared, you know what I mean? Yeah, Dark Side. Jared Leto is Joker. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, Joker two point <laughs> right? Which, which I'm curious as to that. Like, I'm glad they covered up his stupid tattoos, but let's see what happens. It's Leto. Maybe he still yeah. has the same kind of uh, get up as that Little Things movie that you said was really good. Well, I mean, that you said wasn't really good. <laughs> but no, he was I was really like, good don't throw, it. don't. Don't throw my name in the trash like that, Oishiro. No, no, I would correction. never. I would Tech never said, endorse that movie. Tech said that Leto <laughs> was actually quite good in the yes. movie, but everything else was trash. It was Leto was the only good thing, which was very surprising. And because of that, like you're right. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? If he played a more like, I I hope he took this opportunity to play a different kind of Joker. You know, I where think it's so, like because. 
He's a smart dude. He's not stupid. He did win an Academy Award. We do talk mad yeah. trash about him, but the dude does know what he's doing on his craft. You know, like I'm not. An oh actor. yeah, and you know I mean? and he so, also he also has a band, like a very successful band. Oh, Thirty Six yeah, to uh, Mars. Yeah, I mean, I gotta listen, give him the props. Where I was is, into that. For, listen, in high school, <laughs> I actually had the first album. It was I dope because yeah. it was Leto. I'm like, yo, it's that dude that gets beat up in Fight Club. I'm like, okay, great. Yes. You know, so <laughs> I checked it out and I'm like, oh shit, you know, it's surprisingly not awful. You know, it's it definitely nope. pop, but it's not awful. Um, And good yeah, for him for having so a insane. successful rock band too. That, that's hard. <laughs> that that <laughs> alone is hard. So he has an Oscar and then he has a fucking rock band. I can't believe we're spending this much time on Leto's accomplishment. That's, um, but there you go. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, so you're right. I hope he takes the opportunity to change the Joker because, like, if it's a Joker in prison, you know, in like a dark future or some shit, then like, why not have the Joker be all violent and shit instead of like the goofy like gangster type he played in Suicide Squad? You know, Listen, it's it's his chance to redeem himself, and yeah. I I'm pretty sure he's gonna take the opportunity and do his best to make you forget what he did in Suicide Squad. If he does not, and also, yeah, then yeah. that confirms that he is trash. And also, he saw Joaquin Phoenix get an Oscar for it, so I yeah. bet. Yeah, look, <laughs> I mean, I bet that's something too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure there's like a. I, if I were in his shoes, I'm not oh, so I'm saying like allegedly, I'm not saying anything like that. I'd be like, yo, that would light a fire under my ass. Like, it's this is fair. a joker. It's not fair. Well, no, it, it would be a joker competition now. You know, it'd be like, well, fuck, now I got to up my game. And that can lead to future shit because you know how DC works, yeah. you know? Yes. If a character exactly. and an actor kind of click to the audience, they'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's give him his own rated R movie, you know, have a different Joker in a different kind of universe, you know? Yeah, you're 100% right, because, you know, Justice League is rated R. They're doing all of this, and it's like, if I were Warner Brothers, I wouldn't be investing all this money into, like, something like this unless, you know, fuck it. Like, we could spin shit out of it, right? Like, if they see on Twitter that people are, like, blowing up on Twitter going, yo, Jared Leto's best Joker, oh, this is great, they'll give that little you know they'll give him his own fucking movie is you know they'll they'll just call it a joker universe or some shit right listen <laughs> if that ever works out they're gonna have to give us flashpoint paradox because it's the yeah, only they're gonna way have to do it. you can sneak in both jokers in there if you want to do something like that and sneak in the other batmans and stuff like that so i heard um in the um, in the JL cut, in the Snyder cut, isn't there some kind of uh, Flashpoint paradox kind of dealings yeah, and stuff, dude, right? Because remember Batman v Superman, he has that dream, or like you know, Flash shows up and he's like from the future or whatever. Yes, yep, yep. Yeah, that never happens in Justice League. So you know, hey, there you go. That's another one. So we'll see what that happens there. Well, you know what? And, like, uh, I'm I'm hoping just to end this. Uh, a Justice League um conversation. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I know, I know we, we we're going to spend a whole show on, on it because it's a four hour movie. So down the yeah, line when, when that comes that out, talk. yeah, we're definitely going to do that for you guys. But uh, just to end that, I know for sure that uh, that this cut is going to trump the original, and I'm hoping it really does fucking just erase mm-hmm. whatever Whedon did, whatever he did, and whatever changes he made. Um, because that wasn't a good movie. So I'm hoping that, uh, that Snyder comes back with a vengeance because, well, let's all not forget, he 
didn't leave the movie by choice. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like he was like, all right, I'm just going to leave this. Some crazy shit happened in his life that kind of just – it was too heavy for him to kind of do both. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. let's not forget that. He and never was he, like, you know what? Like I'm leaving because of creative differences. No. They were going to go down the path that he was going. So I'm curious to see what that was. Yeah, because you're right. Like before all of that happened, they were fully committed to his vision. Yep. So like – I bet you're right. Maybe they're still there, you know, to obviously invest all this money in him. Like this is, you know, it's not like, yeah, this is a thing for fans. But ultimately, like this is a thing to buy, like to get Zack Snyder. You know what I mean? Like to get like this is the ultimate like, yo, like this is us really like putting our faith in you, giving you like full creative control, all that kind of shit. But it's also like. As a way of being like, yo, if we want to tap into you for like the, you know what I mean? Like this yeah, could you be know what like, though? like uh, it, it's true though. Like if you think about it, he's done a, a lot of work with those studios. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a 300, right? Um, yes. He did a sucker punch with them as well, which I like. Yes. Um, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, <laughs> uh, he also did, um, uh, I think the Owls of Gahul was also part of Warner Brothers. Yes. Um. He's pretty much done a like. He's worked solely like with Watchmen. Them. And yeah, like, yes. That's the one that was in my mind. Watchmen was huge. You know. So he obviously has a trust of the studios to handle these properties. Um. So let's. I'm just. You know. Let's. let's so see like what maybe happens, this is man. a way. Yeah. Like maybe this is a way of courting him and being like, look, we want to get your full vision, and then because you know they see what Marvel is doing. And, you know, they, they still want that, you know? So it's like, how do we incorporate your vision into, like, our plans to just WandaVision. do whatever we want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do we incorporate Zack Snyder with whatever we want? You're right. But that's a topic for that's a topic for the Zack Snyder episode. So I know. And uh, just to wrap up this whole new segment for you guys, I'm not sure if you guys uh, watch The Mandalorian out there, right? I mean, who doesn't oh. watch the fucking Mandalorian oh, out there? Yeah, right. Yeah. So today, yeah. Uh, Disney made a big thing. They they did a big thing. Disney. Um. They um. They fired Gina Carano. Yes, so, they did. Um. You know, if you haven't been following what's been going on with her and uh, you know and, and social media and everybody out there. She's just been saying a lot of problematic shit. You know, I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics, but, you know, just pretty much, you know, if you're if you're rich and famous and you're on TV, and you work for Disney, you should just be quiet, you know, for a a while and and, and not say anything stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, regardless of what the stupid thing was. Exactly. Saying stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Listen, you can say you can say all the stupid shit you want to your own people in your own home. But don't put that yes. shit on Twitter. Don't put it on Absolutely. Instagram. Don't put it on your stories. Like we would – the audience would like to always have that – those blinders on. You know what I mean? Like in terms <laughs> of what we see from artists and actors and actresses and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, people usually like to keep the blinders on. A lot of times people will overlook certain things because of the craft is so good or this person is perfect for this or she's hot or he's yeah. hot. And, um, but like, you know, this has been an eye-opening kind of year and change so far. Um, including 2020 and uh, and a bit of 2021, where you know those blinders have to come off. People, they gotta just come off. You just can't go around saying stupid shit like that. You can believe in anything you fucking want. You know, I'm not saying to not believe in shit, but you know, keep it to yourself, dude. 
Like, uh, keep your shit to yourself. That, that's it. Like, yeah, like that's what it is. It's we, what it is. We're not dude. arguing. Yeah, no, we're, we're not, not arguing. Just keep like, it to yeah. yourself, man. Yes, like, it yes. sucks because she was actually like that character of of, uh, of Dune of Cara Dune, right? And yes. and her were just a perfect match, and and they had some good things going with Mando. Season one and two, and she was gonna have her own spinoff show, which does like yeah, the, apparently the, Re- the Republic part or the, whatever. Part, yeah, part of the report, like when she got uh, when she got fired from Disney, and apparently like she got fired from Agent too. Like she got let go by her agent. She was fired by Disney, so she's out of Star Wars. And yeah, you're right. Like they were planning a Cara Dune show. That's why she was like the sheriff or whatever. Like that's they gave her a spinoff, and you know this is. This is what happens. Uh, you, you, know. what was it? You yeah, play stupid happens. games. You win, like you win stupid prizes. Like that's that's what happens, dude. Like yeah, but like you, I'm telling you, like she was probably told, like listen, chill. Disney was probably even going out of their way because of the character. It's not, it's not because of the actress, because of the character and the fact that the Star Wars fans love the character. Disney was probably listen. We know you're staying problematic shit. Just zip it. All right. Zip it and come to yeah. work. You know, you, you can have a presence on social media. We're not saying to be invisible. I mean, to be, you know, distant and and not open on social media. That's fine. But just, hey, you know, remember where you work and who's paying and, and what your and <laughs> yeah. what your stage is, you know? Like a lot of like a lot of these people I- just forget, like, hey, you have this platform that millions and millions of people across the world, especially as a Star Wars character, like they just fucking love you. People draw shit like about you. They draw artwork for you and of you, and and then just yeah, just shut up. You know, just shut up. Yeah, dude. This is like it's the same thing where it's like <laughs> if you or I or if any of the things at home were to like tweet out something or put something on Facebook that like a coworker sees or like your boss sees or your work sees. You'll get fired for it. So it's the same thing where it's like she works for the biggest company ever with their eyes everywhere. Of course, they're going to be like, look, we can't ignore this. Like, this is huge. We can't ignore this anymore because there was another (laughs) incident, like another big major incident with her social media stuff um, several months ago. And she, you know, and and everyone was, you know, fire, you know, Cara Dune or cancel Gina Carano, whatever you want to say. Um, But this happened earlier. And I'm telling you, they probably told her, hey, shut it. And she was like, you know what? No, like free speech in America, blah, 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 you know, all that shit. I'm like, yeah, but remember who employs you? You work for Disney. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You work for fucking Disney. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that's what happens when you're stupid. So you know, um, such um, you know, it was it was fun to see her on screen. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's a big loss. You know, yeah. you, you got maybe you can recast and everyone will be fine. I mean, you honestly it, can. Yeah, I mean, why not? You just put a helmet on her. And be like, yeah, some uh, a fucking bomb exploded, a thermal detonator exploded in her face. <laughs> I gotta keep this helmet on to live. If I take it off, I die. Into a Darth Vader type, like yeah, I know, but just her face, you know. (laughs) Uh, No, um, you're right. They gotta replace her. They so they'll just kill her off or just never mention her again. 
Like, oh, you know what? Uh, like, but speaking of that text, we're not talking about Jada Karan anymore. But uh, you mentioned yeah. <laughs> a, a killing people off or not saying anything, right? We we happen to have seen this movie called Promising Young Woman, um, yes. which I'm not going to take up too much of your time out there or my time because it, it was already taken up by watching the movie. But uh, just be aware, this is not a horror movie. It's not a revenge movie, right? It's not a um, uh, an eye for an eye kind of shit. Um, you're not gonna get violence in this movie. There's no fucking kills in right. this movie, but one, right, <laughs> that you see, and yeah. it's uh, it, it's just a big marketing tease by the people who push that trailer out. It's false advertising. Avoid it. It's not good. If it was thrown at you in a way that it was like, oh, some kind of you know. Uh, a drama about this woman who was done wrong and shit like that. You know, if, if it was marketed differently and not shown during, you know, horror movies, then it would have been it would have been a different movie. Like if that trailer came out with like, let's say, boom, a Halloween two, you know, what I mean, like it, it like it would have been appropriate. You know what I mean? But if it came out with like, let's say, Invisible Man, it's not really appropriate. Yeah, because it's not like so. uh I know it's like I don't want to take take too much time either because it's it's not a horror movie so it's like why would we dig into it a lot you know but um it's but not even a thing, genre like, movie it's just a drama yeah it, but it's like a weird black comedy kind of it, it's really it feels artsy you know like it's one of those things where like I don't mind the message. But also, I wish I I wish it had more bite. Like I wish it were like yeah. a, a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like you know, because there's there's some like there's something there about like you know the way she is as a character, the main character. Yeah, she she's also kind of disconnected. Yeah, and there's there's some like there's some stuff about there about like the, but that's what I mean. Like the message is good, but it's also the way the message gets across is is odd and that's that's the only thing where it's like digging into spoilers but also like fiends at home probably will just want to like you're right like regardless you probably just want to avoid this one altogether because it's like it, it's not it's not bad in what it says it's just like you're right like you can probably just watch invisible man to get like a more intense version of yeah pretty of much that kind of story you know, like a more because it's not version because of that story. Yeah, because like they'll show you the trailer of a promising young woman during Invisible Man, and after you see Invisible Man, like yo, shit, I hope that promising young woman movie is kind of like this. It's not. It really isn't. Like, there's no tension. There's no suspense. Um, there's drama in there. Again, it's not. I'm not saying it's a terrible movie, but to me, it was trash because I was. I thought it was gonna be way, to- way fucking different. Um, yeah, and, that's the other thing. It's yeah. not a, it's not a terrible movie. It's like it's a lifetime movie, good. dude. Legit, it's like a yeah, lifetime that's what I mean. kind of shit. It, it's not terrible, but it's not good. It's just like it's, it's kind of. It, it's not for us here, of course. Yeah, it, that's the other thing. It, it's not that it's not good. Like it's a tough thing because it's like you know, we, there's only so much we could say about its subject material, like in general, like in terms of digging into it and all that stuff, because it, it's artsy. Like it yeah. is, it is kind of like an art yeah. movie. You know? I don't even want to dig into it, you know. Yeah, and that's the other thing. We I don't really get down want that to. spiral, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it would be a good a conversation in terms of, you know, in the future of comparing like-minded movies. You know, you can put I Spit on Your Grave on there. You can put Invis- um, yeah. Invisible Man in that category. Revenge in that category. Prevenge in that category. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can put a bunch of movies in that category. So it's not a bad conversation, but um, it's not one to bother to deep dive into the actual, you know, bits and pieces of that movie. Like we're going to do with our next movie here. And uh, yes, the showcase showdown of uh, of today's episode is not only than My Bloody Valentine. And why did we pick this? Because, hey, this is a Valentine's Day episode. Um, you will be probably hearing this in the week of Valentine's Day at some point. Um, so we just picked it. It's like, hey, what better way than just fucking do something for that holiday, which was made up by a bunch of uh, what, manufacturers like Hallmark, I guess, just made it up. <laughs> so we decided to, hey, why not watch My Bloody Valentine from 1981? I've seen it in the past, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And you know what? Not a bad fucking flick, man. Not a bad fucking flick. Tex, what did you think about My Bloody Valentine? And was it the first time you saw it? So, okay. So, which one are we talking about? The original one, right? The original one. Yeah. The the remake we'll talk about at some other point in time. But the original one. Yes. So, I have only seen it once before. And it it was part of like... Uh, it was part of like the slasher boom of when I was coming up because, mm-hmm. you know, as as a young horror fan, our show, we go through like we all go through phases. You go through the stuff that like, you know, you only like I think if you were the same way I was when you're watching horror, it's like you're watching very specific subgenres at a time where it's like when you're just like, oh, I want to see all the zombie movies. I want to see all of these movies. I you know what, though? You know what? Like, to be honest, like, it was a big mix because of uh, oh, okay. Channel 11, a WPIX here in New York. Um, every October, they used to play movies. Like, it wasn't any of this sitcoms or TV shows kind of bullshit. It was just movies every night at 8 o'clock, all right? 8 to 10 p.m., right? You would get a movie in October from The Gate to Leprechaun to Nightmare on Elm Street to Halloween to um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space to Ghostbusters, to Elvira, um, a bunch of different kinds of movies. So that kind of started me um, uh, in my uh, trajectory where I am now. And it's a good sprinkling of everything. It was like an allspice, a Mrs. Dash of horror um, <laughs> as I was growing up. And then as I got older, I was able to access more specific genres, like the zombie stuff and then you know the French fucking ultraviolet stuff and then um, the paranormal shit. So – as I got older, I was able to access all those subcategories a bit more directly. Um, but growing up, for sure, it was like a cacophony of different fucking – of different shit in my face, which is awesome. Yeah, no, mine was uh, – so mine early on is the same. Like very early on where it's like whatever was popping up on like the – I don't remember the equivalent to AMC growing up. But it was like there was always a channel that showed it at like 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it would always show something random at like three in the morning, and I was up late at night, and I would catch that. Like I remember, I remember seeing like uh, part. I think it was which is the one where Freddie has a kid. Is that oh um is that shit. five? It's like four or five. But I it, remember it, seeing it, that one. That it's one. definitely not four. Wait. You mean he has a kid, or the kid is impersonating him? Yeah, there you go. It's the kid. Uh, shit. uh Feldman, I, right? Corey Feldman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, Okay, that's part four. That's my favorite one, okay. actually. The final chapter. So, yeah. So, I saw part four first, like, before any, like, <laughs> but no. So, but it all goes back to uh, when I was really getting into it, it was rentals. Like, it was like, yes. oh, I, yes, I saw the a slash. Horror section, baby. Yeah. So, it's like, oh, I saw a slasher movie last week. Let me get a slasher movie this week. 
And so, but my thing was like, I wanted to keep watching stuff. So that's where Bloody Valentine came in. It was part of one of those things. I was like, oh, this is another guy who goes and kills him. You know what I mean? Like, so I was just like, cool. And um, watching it now, it's it it still holds up. Honestly, I'm, I think this is all a long winded way to say like like this, this holds up as bad as well as I remember. You know, yeah. like it's got yeah. yeah, it's got some goofy shit in it, but like also that kind of acceptable goofy shit because it's a horror movie. You know, because it's like it, it, it's it's part of the lore. You yeah. know, and also like so I yeah, what do you like? How did you? How did you? So what's your Next, like your newest impression of it, Arturo. Like, what's your current like after seeing it again? Like, what what's your history with it? Well, I've seen this movie before in the past in my mm-hmm. journeys with early days of Netflix when I used to get DVDs and stuff. So I right. caught that on that as well as I seen I saw the remake after like years after that when it came out. Um, the remake is I gotta watch it again to even give it a fair a criticism. But um, this movie held up, man. Yeah, I enjoyed here. it. I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it. It was it was nice and simple. Um, it was a little weird to get used to um, because in my head, like it, they just because it's that slasher genre. I thought these like the characters just had come off like high schoolers, but they're not. They're like yes. grown people, you know, with lives and shit. But like yeah. it comes off still as like a high school thing because th- th- there's a dance that gets canceled and there's a party that goes on on the side. They're all called. You know what I mean, they're called kids by like the mayor and stuff. He yeah, kids. yeah. Yeah, they exactly. You kids, cut it out, you know. So it's like, oh, okay. Like even though these people are like grown ass adults, grown you know, ass adults and, working in a fucking mine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's kind of like, but you're right. Like, like that's part of the goofy shit that kind of works, right? Like, because it's small town, you know, everybody knows everybody. It's kind of like, yeah, like that's their only type of fun outside of like mining coal. So it's like, yeah, of course they'd be like, yeah, like living it yeah, up, like you know, it's like a uh, uh, Pittsburgh, which is like a steel mining town. Like that's how everyone like made their bones. Like working in a mine was a good, honest living for people like that. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah. uh, you know, because that was the way of life. You know, and and you can see how that little town was kind of built around that mine, and because it was so small as well, like everything kind of revolved around it, especially the economy. Um, you don't really see anything besides a sheriff, you know, and maybe like, uh, uh, you know, a pharmacy worker or something in that town. Everyone's working in the mine. Um, yeah. And uh, it's funny, though, because even just keeping that in mind that they were working in a mine, like there's a lot of just slasher tropes. With, and, and I guess this is why they all seem very juvenile. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it was fun, man. It was uh, it was it was a fun movie. It was straightforward. It was it had a good twist. At the end, and yeah, uh, I I agree. I yeah, agree. Like, and it, and it had a bunch of kills in it. Unfortunately, it wasn't like I wanted to see more. And I have a a, a cool fact about that later on. But mm-hmm. uh, I wish they would have shown more because the kills just looked like they were just kind of awesome. You know, like gnarly. I mean, it, it starts out with um pretty much this chick getting put on a on, on a fucking on the end of a of a pickaxe. You know what I mean? While fucking yes. she's you know half naked, which is great. So they're yeah, like making they, out they in the mind. Yeah, yeah, they give her a little heart tattoo for and it to then, poke through. And then yeah. exactly, and then the pickaxe goes exactly through that little heart tattoo. Yeah, which I think what's special. A, that's, yeah, that's a cool little thing. That's know, like yeah, that's Louis Fulci shit. That's like uh, Mario Bava stuff and Fulci stuff, where they you know the, the guys who who do that Italian horror stuff, the Giallo stuff. 
who that looked like that's why I wanted to see more of the kills, you know, because it seemed like they had a good practical thing going about them. But I have uh, a good a good reason behind all that stuff, which we'll get to later. Um, yeah, but even even with like limitations like that, like um, yeah, sure yeah, we'll get into, yeah. But like yeah. they were they were pretty inventive. Like it's it was it was like very unique kills. I we were just talking about uh, freaky in um in our best of 2020 episode which you should definitely check out but we were talking about how freaky nails an opening scene with like you know with its kills and it tells you so much already but then like that's not it doesn't limit uh it doesn't limit the kills to like one particular item so you get all sorts of different things and it's the same way here where it's like you know you get your first kill and immediately like i'm already in i'm sold because you're like that's a good way to start a horror movie you know what i mean like and um but no but on top of that you have the fact that like uh all these kills are so different you know and they're so like like uh i think my favorite was just the the kid getting like fucking uh drowned in the hot dog water you know what i mean oh <laughs> like, yeah that was good that was, that was like, a lot of hot dog water too man like i was watching this yeah. like, i'm like shit man it's a lot of fucking hot dog water they fucking yeah. added to that shit because they added more water to the water already uh. yeah yeah dude they were boiling like 50 hot dogs it was great <laughs> tell you man small town shit right there bro let's go let's go to the dance and he's eat some fucking hot dogs yeah word like it was a diner that wasn't even open they were just like in it yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right yeah no, like no because hmm. they were uh, they made the hot dogs in um in the cafeteria of the mining facility. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, like they were making that food um at the party um and that's yes. the rec room of the of the mining facility. Right, right. Okay, okay. But just but, see, but uh, like again, this goes to show how everything just revolved around the mine. Where it's true, because at, at one point I was like, I didn't know where they were, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, they're they're in the mine facility. But it didn't look yes. like that. It looked like a fucking restaurant, legit. <laughs> like yes. when they, because yeah. they had all these tables set up and everything. I'm like, oh, I didn't know the mining place looked like that, you know. But it did look like a restaurant, so I know why you said diner because it, it looked like a fucking empty ass diner when they right. barged that's, in. You know, that's very smart. There you yep. go. See, I I thought it was a whole different location, so they were able to add a, a, a completely different energy into the fucking movie from like one location, and then yep. so. The fact that they say, oh, let's go into the mine, it makes a lot more sense because they're right next to it. Yeah, Instead exactly. Instead of like, oh, let's drive to the mine. It's like, let's no. Drive let's drive to just the walk. mine. Exactly. That's why they just were like, oh, let's just go take a, a trip down to the fucking mines. Why don't we in the middle of the fucking night? Like, are you, are yeah, you shitting but, me, though? Come on, man. But you're also right that they act juvenile. But like, you know, I also accept it because it's just like they're in a small town. You know, it's like, fuck it. Yeah, what are, it's a small what else town. It's a small town. It was, um, remember, it was uh, the weekend. It, it was the weekend. So, like, these guys were fucking, they clocked out. They're like, yo, last one to the bars paying for the fucking first round. They're like, fuck that shit. They jumped in, the, they fucking jumped in their hoopties and their whips and shit. And they headed to the bar. They fucking hauled ass. Or, yeah. Like, only a small town would allow, you know. And they made it to the bar and they had their drinks, you know. And you could, again, yeah. the small town. This is where all the action happened in the movie. You had a couple of d- different locations. You had the bar a couple of times, and then you had like the mining facility. It, it, those were the primary locations. Um, but back to the kill stuff. We were going. We were talking before. Like my favorite kill was the one where he, he stuffed that lady into the fucking dryer. And then, oh yes. And then the, fir- the cop yes. shows up. 
And he's like, what's that smell, man? You know? Yes. <laughs> and, and then I was like, oh, shit. Because I had thought he had put it in the washing machine, right? I, I didn't even right. think about even putting a person in a dryer in the fucking laundromat. And then he's just like, what's that smell? I'm like, oh, shit. He put her in the fucking dryer. And then you see this cadaver kind of kind of pop out there. And they did a great fucking job. This is why I wanted to see more of that cadaver, dude. That, that, that prosthetic body they took out of the fucking dryer that should look dope right you know what i mean yeah yeah and and the movie itself had a budget of from what i was researching at about a budget about like 2.3 million dollars so to um they did a good job with uh with their practical effects and that's why i i think it's such a shame that you couldn't see well and the cut that we saw you couldn't see like you know all the good stuff but like tech said like they showed you enough for you to be satisfied with the way the way with the way that kill went down you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. it's like one of the guys hollis got shot with the fucking nail gun a couple times right the guy yeah. with the hot dog water and then you had this this lady mabel in the laundromat and then um what else you had uh some dude was hung some dude was thrown down oh, a fucking yeah. shaft Right. Yeah, throw that the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got a bunch of d- different kills, like you said, which which is dope because it keeps it interesting. You know, yes. um, especially since the story is not all that deep. The, the kills keep everything moving along. It's not like a Halloween movie where there's legit this fucking narrative there that you have to kind of follow and keep in mind the whole time. This thing is is getting moved along um, by the kills that uh, was it was named Harry, um, Harry Edwards. Uh, uh, does or that that was supposedly the killer harry um yeah yeah. so yeah the whole thing is that like it's this coal miner who essentially lost his mind in in the mine because yeah they were trapped for like six months or six weeks or something like that right yeah they were trapped for a couple like they were trapped for weeks yeah however long it was but you know he he only survived because he resorted to cam cannibalism and all kinds of terrible shit you know so it's like it, it it was he you know, there's no way he say, stayed sane after that. And because of that, like... That scene was hilarious, that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, he's just, you know, he's just eating an arm. He's like, ah! Ah! <laughs> you know, that was the other thing where it's like some of that shit didn't age well. But it's also like at that point, I, I was just kind of in, you know, because like I told you that opening scene just kind of like, like kind of led me into that right vibe already. Where it's like, yeah, I was already won over. Hmm. Like, I'm curious since, all right, spoiler alert, full spoiler alert for every episode we do ever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're all right. So, you know how the killer's Axel, right? Um, so yes. at the end, the killer, it, it turns out to be Axel, one of the, you know, I think a foreman or some kind of top guy in that mining group. So, my question is, what happened? Like, I want to know Harry's reign of terror. You know what I mean? Like, they show you, like, little snippets here and there. You know what I mean? But right. you only see Axel's reign of terror. You don't see Harry's reign of terror. So I'm curious to see that. Like, I want to see why they're so afraid. Because we see here that, you know, this guy is, you know, carving out your heart pretty much and putting it in a chocolate heart box for Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I That's want to gimmick. see... <laughs> the original, like, like the original, like Valentine's Day killer. I want to see 
how that whole thing goes down. And that's a missed opportunity. I'm surprised nobody's thought about that. Maybe we should write a text because everybody's making remakes. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, why not? We'll make another Bloody Valentine remake. Why not? Like, I you know. know. But uh, yeah, I'm curious because they make a big deal about this Harry guy. Oh, Harry's back. Harry's back. Blah, blah, blah. So the whole thing. All right. So after Harry uh, like resulted um, in, uh, in cannibalism, he ate all his fucking teammates and crew members who were stuck with him down in that mine. You know, he went crazy and stuff like that. So his whole thing was he came out to kill because the town had their Valentine's Day dance. And I guess they didn't keep in mind the memory of the lost, um, you know, like of the mine workers that were lost during the collapse. Right. Um, so yeah, I guess like the whole yeah. thing was like the that it collapsed during the party, I think, or, or some shit like that. Like, yes. The I mind think, collapsed. Think, yeah. Yeah. OK. Oh, that's right. So the supervisors were too excited about the party and they go to the yes. party without without uh, uh, checking the methane levels down in the mine. Yes. Which apparently yes. uh, that seems like it's a protocol thing. And that's what they have to do as a routine b- b- like before everyone leaves. So the supervisor's like, fuck that. Let's go party. And they don't check yes. these fucking methane levels. And the shit all fucking blows up down there. The cave collapses, right, on top of all these workers. This guy's down there for six years. I mean, for like six weeks. And everything's happening, going on. Well, these guys are just partying in some Valentine's Day dance. Because obviously the town is called, what is it? It's called the Valentine Bluff or something like that, right? Yeah, some shit like that. It's, yeah, it's so, ridiculous. Yeah, some gimmicky yeah, shit yeah. like that. But um, yeah, but yeah, like uh, I want to see that story because they're so afraid of what of what happened back then when Harry came out of you know when Harry broke out of the hospital or some shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's a good interesting story. Um, the story over here, like it, I, I still don't get why Axel. Oh yeah, because his um his father was killed by Harry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I mean that's oh oh yeah. So the father's no, still by Harry, right? And then Harry finds him, right? It's like right in yeah. It's like right in front of him, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's so, what it yeah, was. Yeah. He, so he's traumatized by the death of his dad. He was killed right in front of him by Harry, and then I think Harry finds him under the bed or something, crying or some shit, and he kind yeah. of takes him under his wing, I guess. Yeah, it, I. It, it's not that's said. What I mean. It's implied it, in a way. You it, know? it fall. Yeah, it kind of falls apart. But that's the other thing where it's kind of like uh, once you think about it too much, it, it all falls apart. You know, because it, it it the whole thing is the gimmick and it lives the gimmick. So you know, on in terms of like because like how how successful do you think it is in terms of being like a holiday horror movie? I, I oh. think it works, right? Oh, like it as works. like a absolutely it works. I mean, like it's all in your face. Like you can't escape it. Like you know when this right. movie was, you know, released, and you know what this movie sh- should be watched. You know, um, this right. part's fucking everywhere for God's sakes. But yeah, so I want to start bringing you guys some cool facts that I find fucking, you know, getting ready for these shows because there's a lot of cool mm-hmm. shit that happens behind the scenes in these movies, and it, I think. Uh, so some of the best shit that I read and I research is usually like, like all the behind the scenes stuff, all the cool shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, in My Bloody Valentine, right? So, you remember that I said the budget for the movie was $2.3 million, right? So, mm-hmm. this um, this mining town 
in Nova Scotia where they filmed the movie. It's an actual fucking mine, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, legit, a legit fucking mine. So they, the, the town is so fucking excited that they're going to have a fucking, you know, a film being shot in the town that they go on and they spend $50,000 to fucking renovate and clean up the mine, which is completely the opposite point of why the location was booked in the first place. So the uh. studio, yeah, so the filmmakers and the studio have to spend seventy five thousand dollars of their two point three million dollars to revert the fucking mine back to the way it was to look fucking dingy oh, and, and all fucked up and i'm like oh man only in fucking canada was some shit like that um right. so i was like that's fucking special another cool fucking fact that um th- that i digged up that uh, i remember remember we, we mentioned this thing all happened on the weekend right so mm-hmm. this is a paramount movie and as an homage to another paramount movie the movie begins with uh set in, on a Thursday, February 12th, right? And then the killings happen on a Saturday, February 14th. They completely skip Friday the 13th as an homage to Friday the 13th, another Paramount movie that actually was released um, uh, um, a year earlier. Uh, so that. Dope. So that was pretty fucking cool because remember, like I brought up to you, I'm like, yo, this is it's pretty fucking neat that the, these fucking dates and boom, there you go. Same fucking movie studio showing respect to the OG Friday the 13th. Um, and one last fun fact and upsetting fact, too, that I found um, we were talking about the kills and how I wanted to see more kills. So this movie um, originally after it was filmed and was submitted, it was going to get a fucking X rating, dude. So they had to, wow. de- okay. yeah, they had to delete tons of footage to avoid the X rating. So they trimmed about nine minutes of actual gore and very graphic scenes from the movie. So um, after that trim happened, they actually sent it back in and they got the movie back again with an X rating. So they had to go back and retrim everything, right? Ah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So Paramount, uh, like the trimming, like happened because Paramount got tons of shit for Friday the Thirteenth. It came out like a year prior, and it was graphic, it was gory, and mm. the studio got a lot of shit from people. And also, um, the movie was gonna be released around the time that John Lennon was um, John Lennon was shot too. So they, oh. yeah, so they were taking into account all this fucking crazy world shit, and they had to fucking delete massive amount of shit. So apparently, there's a different cuts of the movie out there with it, with all these scenes added to the movie bit by bit. Um, I think the one that has everything in it is um, the Blu-ray cut that came out, I think, in when the remake came out back in 09 or some shit like that. So I definitely got to peep that and see what differences we see yeah. on that one, right? I wonder, yeah, I wonder what, like, an X rating back then means I now. know, right? Dude, there was one scene that they totally fucking deleted entirely, and it was that couple, that Mike and Harriet couple. You remember the couple that um, snuck oh, off, yeah, we- right? Where they just kind of find him dead, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like, oh, you guys, I'll meet you down in the main shaft, right? Yeah, buddy, you yeah. won't make it to the main shaft. Maybe your your girl's gonna get the main shaft, right? But you won't make it to the yeah. main shaft. But uh, so that original scene, right, was gonna like have it be so while they're you know while they're having sex in this fucking mine, uh, uh, the killer 
was going to come with a fucking auger, bro. Like a drill auger and just drill right through them, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're found that way with the drill through them. Yes. I thought they, that was, you know, I thought that was neat on its own. Just like, no, oh, but cool. Like, an off-screen they, death. But, no, they, so they actually, actually did it. Okay. They filmed that shit, man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, like every, like a lot of the practical effects and the, and the gore remind me of the Italian stuff, dude. That's why I was like, I was very disappointed that the cut we saw was the trimmed up version. This is why everything seemed to be like, oh, you found them dead or, oh, you just found the body or, oh, you know, you see the beginning of the kill, but you don't finish it. It's because of this fucking censorship, bro. Well, I mean, uh, like, I mean, just as a final word on that, I, I liked, I, I like the fact that there's off screen kills. Like, you know, that kind of adds to the, just the, the overall tension. Yeah, you know, because it's like, oh That's shit, cool bodies, bodies are dropping everywhere. And, I you know, get where like, you're coming from because yeah. you flow that way. But if you're gonna give me a very simple story like this, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, you with see not much, yeah. you know, with not much filler. It's not like these characters are complex or anything like that. Yeah, with TJ is the most complex guy because he left the town. He's like, oh, he went to the West Coast to try and you know and yeah, live a better he, life. He had dreams. He, he had, had dreams. dreams that were crushed. He's like, but as long as he's as long as he's in this town, he's working in my mind. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but um, but uh, I definitely get the flow that you're going because I I I know you roll that way. But yeah. like I said, like I don't mind that. I don't mind it as long as you give me something to chew on afterwards. I mean, like if I'm following right. a story and, and the importance of getting to point A and to point B is to make sure you understand the story, like and not about the actual kill. It's a different story. But here it was just kill after kill after kill. So I wanted to see a little bit more. Um, yeah, and this just proves right. that, that there was a lot more in that movie that we didn't see. As And even as, as we said, like it still worked. Um, it still yeah. worked. But I am curious to see all those fucking scenes I missed. Because uh, I needed some more blood, man. I needed some more blood. Especially, it just seemed appropriate in that movie to have more gore than what was shown. But again, the censorship took over. And we have to go on the internet and download illegal versions of the movie. <laughs> I mean, um, that, shit. As you see, it goes back to the studio, man. This is why we fucking started you know, Pirate Bay and LimeWire and shit. <laughs> Because you wanted to find those cuts, man. But yeah, but uh, that was My Bloody Valentine. Um, you guys can go check that out for free. Well, not free, but free of Jace on Amazon Prime. They have the original one on there. And if you like to catch the remake, that's on HBO Max. Um, uh, but yeah, but lastly, before we uh, say a, a farewell to our buddies out there, Tex. So yes. you folks have got to go on Netflix and check out the Night Stalker fucking documentary. Um, it's about the Night Stalker a serial killer, uh, Richard Ramirez, and uh, from the West Coast. Dude, it's a four-part miniseries, 48 minutes an episode. They do a really good job of kind of injecting that dramatic juice into, like, every episode. Um, and it's just very well put together. Um, it's, uh, it's an eye-opening thing because you see how this guy fucking worked, and it's scary. Scary to the point where me, myself, I'm not, like... A gun person or ever wants to own a gun but me and my wife mm-hmm. were like yo we gotta fucking own a gun because this is fucking bullshit <laughs> you know what i mean so um it's right. that kind of documentary that it did such a good job that it puts you in that paranoid mindset of like oh shit i gotta make sure all the doors are locked all the windows are closed and shit like that everything is you know completely you know locked up before i go to bed so i highly recommend checking out night stalker the hunt 
for a serial killer. Um, on Netflix, um, it's, again, a four-part miniseries, a 48 minutes long each episode. You do the math. It's a good watch. And there you have it, folks. There's a lot more where this came from. Just go to the archives. There's a shitload where this came from. To be exact, there's 54 more where these came from. So please check them out. And for those who are listening, thank you so much. Um, and thank you for, you know, listening all the time because you guys are out there listening and we highly appreciate it. Thank you once again. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. A big shout out to Del Virus for the artwork and to Glenn Murawski for the music. And uh, remember, folks, it's a scary world out there. But we are here again to walk you through it. 